Hey everyone listening, thanks as always for tuning in to another episode of All of the Things. I am Tom and I am joined today by my lovely co-host and wife. Sophia. <laughs> Sorry. What was that? I don't know, I just felt like today, being professional for once. Today we're going to talk about stonks. <laughs> <laughs> stonks only go up. <laughs> to the moon. Yeah, I'm actually kind of happy because I remember um, saying towards the tail end of either the last episode or the episode before, I wanted to talk about finance again. I know. And then, like, I, I was like, oh, well, we've already sort of covered it, Tom. Like, we've done two episodes already. Yeah. It's um, like, you know, what, what more, more is there, there to, to say? <laughs> turns out (laughs) turns out there's a fair bit going on yeah okay so it's the u.s equivalent of game where you go buy games am i right ladies yeah a little bit more upmarket than cex but yeah yeah um the assumption is that gaming is no longer a physical medium it's now all going to digital um, well, yeah, when you Sony, were talking about the PS5, you were like, oh, I'm not going to get the... Yeah, I get that. But then there was also, around that time, there was tons of battles about um, physical versus digital. And yeah. a lot of people didn't want to go down the digital route because they were worried about shops like GameStore. Um, game, I want to say GameStonks. Uh, shops <laughs> like... Yeah, stop GameStop. Um, also as well they want the ability to trade games it's kind of like the death of HMV yeah it's like that yeah people are not ready to give it up when digital downloads of music came around we don't feel the need to go buy CDs now it's a very retro thing to do to go to you know to and go look, buy a CD it's like unheard of now you brought that up so HMV obviously had its troubles and everybody was saying oh GameStop is the new um, blockbuster and all sorts yeah Um. so there's this guy called Roaring Kitty who used to take part on the Wall Street Bets forums which is yeah. a community of people that are retail investors which is another term for normal people yeah I really hate that term if the likes of you or me go into investing we are termed retail investors. So Wall Street Bets. I wish Bets, you could see how much her eyes are blinking. <laughs> the disgust in her face. No, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fi- I'm, I mean, this is all just lols. You yeah. know, I'm I'm here for the memes, guys. It is a piss take. I'm like, here for just, the memes. Like of you know it all. how they refer to themselves. Um, so obviously I watch Bloomberg <laughs> pretty much every day. They always call themselves yeah the smart investors. Or- so Wall Street Bets is this forum on Reddit with a bunch of retail investors, and for a long time now there was they kind of go into they do a lot of research and then they share knowledge and yeah. share notes and they were sharing notes about GameStop yeah and they found that there were hedge funds that were trying to capitalize on GameStop failing yeah. and there's a mechanism to do that which I'll we'll, we'll go into yeah. in a sec but they realized that a bunch of these billionaire hedge funds were trying to capitalize off of the failure of GameStop and they themselves as not to stereotype, but they themselves are gamers, let's say. Yeah. You know, the people in the Reddit community is like a, a, lot of a like useful community. alignment of the stars happening here. Like, it's just... Yeah, so like they, the fair, a fair um, number of the people in Wall Street Bets are kind of the young male kind of gamer types and they have an affinity for GameStop, a kind of a soft spot for GameStop. Yeah. And they wanted to sort of stick it to the man and say... Yeah. Now, nah, like we we support GameStop. We don't like the idea that these hedge funds are trying to capitalize off the the failure of this company that we love so much. Let's invest in GameStop and try and stick it to the hedge funds. And also as well, can I just say that a lot of people think 
that GameStop falls into the category of a meme stock. But if you actually go back and watch the one of the guys that did that, basically he did like an hour presentation on YouTube. His name is Roaring we'll, Kitty. We'll put it in the description. It is amazing. Like I'm sick of hearing that our oh, retail investors don't know what they're doing because this guy brought the receipts. Like he went what's, through that. What, but what his? So he did this six months ago, right? Yeah, six months ago. I was just watching it just before we were doing this, and the level of detail it just shows you that if wall street is just hiring from ivy league universities and think that nobody else outside of that pool of um talent has what it takes to basically to work in finance yeah, yeah is they are shooting themselves in the foot because this guy was literally going through their balance sheet and his rationale for investing in them so he which he, again was before the meme yeah before again the whole yeah thing. exactly he yeah. just he just saw it as a legitimate yeah. investment so he he was basically saying look i hear the arguments about it being the next blockbuster i hear the arguments about um it being uh, what's it called um like digital is going to come and take over and stuff but then he also countered it with saying that the adoption of digital is not as quick as you think it's going to be and then he was going through like different markets and talking about like how yeah different case studies talking about um games like for example fifa which is a franchise that comes out every year it's it's uptake in terms of digital copies is is nowhere as near as how many physical copies of the game is sold Mm -hmm. um and then he was also talking about he just he just kept bringing up like receipt after receipt after receipt and then he was going through like their revenues and saying that like they're still making money like and basically he he was saying that look even if they are going to die they're not going to die anytime soon Mm -hmm. that was like the gist i'm i'm like paraphrasing what he was saying um, and that there's still a lot of life left in it. Mm-hmm. And then it just made me think about, um, you know, HMV here in the UK. Mm-hmm. So obviously that's had its like fair share of troubles. But it's before the pandemic, it was still open in Westfield. They still mm-hmm. have the physical store. Like CD sales and stuff might not be going, but they were able to like sell yeah, T-shirts. Yeah, they were able or, to diversify. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there's still some... Staying relevant. Yeah, there's still some life or some sort of staying power. It could be used as like... Um, like HMV could be trying to be tra- like transitioning into being like an online company, or take for example ASOS trying to buy um, is it Debenhams or mm-hmm. Boohoo? One of the two. So I think Boohoo bought out Debenhams. Yeah, and then ASOS wants to go for Topshop. Yeah, yeah. So and again, it's like there is still some sort of underlying value that can be like salvaged essentially. So even if it does look like it's on the down, it can. Yeah, but let's get into the reason why people thought that it would fail um, or, or what they did about that. These hedge fund billionaires, they saw GameStop was, you know, trending downwards, say, or they could, or they were banking on it trending downwards. Yeah. So they said, okay. Borrow, no, borrow shares of GameStop. So I'm going to take your shares and I promise to give them back. But what you do is you immediately sell them at the price that you borrowed them at. So say, for example... The price was £20. Yeah, so £20. I buy 100 shares from this other... I borrow 100 shares from this other company and and I sell them at £20. Yeah, exactly. And then... And then you basically wait for it to drop. To £5, £10. And then you buy all those um, stocks back at 5 And then you basically give the stocks back to the person... Um, who you borrowed them for and you keep the difference in that case it would be 15 pounds 15 pounds per share that you've now kept in profit yeah because you're basically you can see that that person is you would hope that they're none the wiser they don't know that their stock is about to drop 
these people this is this is known as shorting right yeah and this is kind of a backwards kind of backdoor type technique that a lot of people in wall street do people was that i'm hearing the short people saying that oh we're like the checks and balances on the market like we keep you accountable like and it's like no don't no, try you're just cute. profiting off a of failure yeah, exactly. it's like it's a mean spirit i find it to be really mean spirited right, same. if you're if you're investing in companies you're investing in the hopes that they perform well and yeah, then, it, and then it really is win-win yeah the company's doing well you then do well and to short is to to hope on is, is to Failure, flip that yeah. entirely and to say I'm hoping you're going to fail so that they can make as much money out of that they want they want the value of that share to, to decrease as much as humanly possible yeah, and they're kind of counting the clock and they're going right okay I bought it for 20 I'm waiting it for it to go down to 10 okay, oh let's see if I can get it down to 5 so they're waiting so in this scenario we've given like yeah I made 15 but what if I could have made 17 per yeah. share? What if I could have made 18 per share? It's literally the reverse. It, like, in, usually you invest, you hope it goes up and it's like, oh. Yeah, you're hoping it I, goes up to yeah, 35, should I cash 36. Out 35? Oh, yeah. Like, but you've Whereas literally this, just flipped it on its head. Yeah. So then, and th again, this is considered legal, but it's kind of frowned upon if, you're, if you have a soul, essentially. <laughs> so then, Sorry. F fast forward now, these Redditors, <laughs> these heroes. <laughs> yeah followed after this um roaring kitty who's this guy on youtube and and a member of the wall street bets yeah. community which doesn't have a owner it's one of the, you know it's a democratized platform reddit um and so they all said do you know what screw these people man we believe in gamestop we also don't like how they're trying to profit off of this yeah. we're going to pump the value of the share up so these hedge funds were waiting it for it to go down to five well we're going to try and increase it up to 25 so when that happens it's a really risky business the company that has is shorting this the um shorting gamestop they have to buy the shares back they like, ultimately <laughs> still owe the, the person they borrowed it from they need to give those shares back yeah and they've been counting on this on this um on this company to devalue they're counting yeah. on their shares to devalue so they can give them the shares back but then take the profit but what happens when the shares increase in value now you're screwed because you've still got to give the shares back but you've actually got to take money out of your own pocket to yeah. make up the difference instead of keeping the difference and the differences between the difference between shorting and normal investing is if i normally invest and say say for example i buy a company at 20 is 20 um, pounds per share and it goes to zero and I invested 100 pound the most I will lose in that scenario is 100 pound mm -hmm. but in the shorting um, scenario so I I've like shorted 100 pounds worth of a 20 no so 100 uh, shares of 20 dollars yeah yeah there's no it there's an infinite and, and let's say for, for argument's sake that that share increases to 25 dollars yeah well I've lost money but basically the ups how much I can lose is it's unlimited because mm -hmm. there's nothing to stop the game stop going up to a thousand to get what i'm saying it's like per share. it's yeah. and then it, then it just becomes a will of like how much can i afford to lose do i have enough and capital this is the decision that they they're not they're not tied to this this is the irony they can give those sh borrowed shares back immediately if they wanted to but because they're so greedy they're waiting for it to decrease and decrease and then if it f suddenly flips and it starts to increase you're like oh, okay it's a battle of the wills it's how much do i wait for it to decrease again 
do I count on that to happen or do, can I not afford to wait and I have to, I just have to cut my losses and give these borrowed shares back and just keep take money the out of my own thing pocket well, which to is, cover the difference the other thing which is the more arrogant thing which is what people that um, like say for example the Wall Street's bets guys what they're hoping for is it's called a short squeeze so they're basically hoping that the people that have, sh- that have shorted the stock will realise like oh crap like this is going this is basically doomed yeah the trend is going the other way so they hope that those people then have to buy in to cover their short position Mm. so what you're doing then is it's like i don't it's like have you ever heard me say oh let's average down so like Mm -hmm. sometimes i like for example if if me and sophia buy a stock and that stock like takes a dip um so say for example we bought a stock at the and its average price per share is 25 and say it takes a dip down to like maybe 15 the f- the first thing i'll say to sophia is oh let's not sell because we still believe in this stock let's but, buy some more yeah let's buy some more to bring our our average price down so so we bought at 25 it goes to 15 so we'll average to 20 yeah exactly yeah so that's what these guys are doing so, when they're so, covering their their position and the there. reason you do that so in your case the reason you do that is that you're hoping that the stock and the share price increases yeah so that you can then make gains from the jump point of 20 versus your original jump point of 25 yeah it makes it easier to recover makes it easier to recover yeah, and exactly. you hold more stock as well that's the beauty of averaging down but in this scenario if you've shorted the stock and you can see that it's just running away you want to basically get in with the crowd as well so that you can try and make some money on the upside rather than just on the downside do you get what i'm saying mm-hmm. so yeah that's so um so it's kind of like <laughs> you're already sticking it to the man and then you're now forcing the man to basically bring reinforcements <laughs> yeah. to and do you get what I'm yeah. saying and, and him bringing like, reinforcements that's known as a, is, short, a short squeeze yeah him bringing reinforcements to try and cover his back is basically helping you so yeah. it's like it's it's a <laughs> you're basically playing them at that playing at their them at their own game, own this game. whole yeah. thing is the is the retail investor playing the big man at their own game yeah and so they, I think GameStop's value per share was, I think it was around 20, no? It was like $20. No, no, you're confusing it with um, AMC. It was four. Oh, yeah. So GameStop's share price was four. $4 per share. Yeah. And when I when it closed on and the it, weekend, it was worth $326 per yeah. share. <laughs> so think about that. And then this is for a I'd say it was like a, a, like a seven to 10 day run, like in terms of how yeah. far, once it basically, once it hit 45, that's when it just went exponential. So then this is the thing. The, the people that are investing in GameStop are varied. It's not all people that are on that yeah. Reddit forum. It's also people that just saw an opportunity saw that there was a stock that was increasing and people thought, just thought oh i'm gonna invest in that it looks like it's on a high upward trajectory people the same thought, way yeah. we would do that for any other stock that's what they would do and there's other people that just liked GameStop yeah from was, before six months ago a year ago there and they've some, invested yeah. there was i remember we I, um we were listening to it there was this person on clubhouse they literally they came in there and like hi talked to a bunch of um hedge fund owners that were in the room and she was basically saying, look, I saw that Sony and Xbox had come out with with new consoles. She just put two and two together that these consoles are going to be sold through this shop called GameStop. GameStop. Yeah. And she just, she inv- that was her rationale for investing. She thought that 
Yeah, they, she's not they on, see, she didn't even know that Reddit was a thing. Yeah, like yeah. she just had a genuine... And then for AMC, which is a cinema... Because there was like not just that, um, not just GameStop, but a, a series of other stocks as well that went up. Um, so AMC is a cinema chain. Same situation. Kind of like how Cineworld closed during yeah. our pandemic, By the way, right? Cineworld is the second most shorted stock in the UK. Huh. So if we wanted to have a UK um, version of, of what happened, uprising. we can invest. Yeah. So this guy was basically saying he's like um, um, he manages actors in 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 Hollywood. So I'll be too sexy. Carry on. Yeah. So he was saying he was managing actors in Hollywood and that um, him and his buddies literally just wanted to like support the movie um, the movie industry. So obviously they invest. Like there was basically a ton of people that just had like wholesome reasons to invest they weren't coming at it from like uh we just want to get rich they weren't just speculating even this guy that came up with the um that basically dropped his thesis the roaring kitty guy that i keep referring to he had a wholesome reason to invest like so yeah it basically i'm saying is to say that there's been like the, a lot the, of who, snobbery the, and a lot well, of we don't know that yet we haven't got that yet okay yeah sorry I, I'll, I'll hold my horses the story <laughs> the what we're saying is that the profile of the retail investor in this instance is it's not varied. a monolith. Yeah. It's varied. There are all kinds of people that have invested. And the amounts that are being invested as well, by the way. So um, another thing you keep hearing is, ah, oh, they're going to be left holding the bag. They're going to be losing um, so much. Basically, the average... Sorry for the basically. The, the average um, uh, transaction that was being done with people buying this stock was $40. Right. So, yeah. So, like, a lot of people on average were putting in around $40 yeah. into GameStop. And if, again, if you're thinking $40 at £4, your $40 when the share price is, is £326 yeah. is a lot of money. And that's like that you've basically made that gain. Um, and it's still even even at these, at these cr- current crazy prices, it's still around $40. People are not putting their life savings into this. The, the story I love the most is this kid. He put in sixty dollars, um, and then he got three thousand two hundred back. And like, and he's only twelve years old. Like, that's not a lot, but um, I mean, it is a lot. That's a lot. Yeah, no, but I'm just like that. I'm really happy for him. Like, yeah. I feel like yeah, that's an amazing way to start. Like a twelve year old making. I don't even know how much percent gains that is, but that's yeah. phenomenal. Like, yeah. it's just one of the hedge fund funds have been forced to close. Um. Another hedge fund is, I think, was Citadel and Point72 were yeah, um, basically tried to save this hedge fund called Melvin Capital, yeah. um, which has sort of become the face of the hedge fund thing. Yeah. Then they're, they're not the only hedge fund. This is the thing. Oh, by they're the not way, the only people that have been trying to do this, they're, and also GameStop is not the only stock that they're doing it to. Yeah, and there's tons. And so the the whole reason why people were able to find out which companies were doing this is. When you're trading like crazy amounts of money, I, I forget what the threshold is. Like, but let's just say, for example, you're you're trading over a hundred million. Mm-hmm. You there's these things in America. That, um, it's called thirteen F filings. So you, I think it's once per quarter. You have to basically list all of your holdings. Mm-hmm. Um, just so that there's like a level of transparency and just so that we can I think it's so that they can just check that there's not manipulation going on mm-hmm. so that's when it came out in um, in Melvin Capital's filings that they were basically one Trying of the parties that was like and shorting uh, as a result of all of this they've had to um, they've lost three uh, around 3.75 billion dollars in short positions because of everything that's gone on yeah um, and 
it's worth mentioning how kind of we talked about the motivation of retail investors like it's it's not all one reason yeah um but the the kind of attitude towards retail investors as a result of this process has been really i guess interesting uh depending on who you refer to like celebrity billionaires are all for it they're like pro retail investor like go get your money screw these hedge funds because they themselves didn't they're billionaire invest you know investors they invest in stuff but they don't short they have like a kind of principled stance on this kind of stuff um and I think there was a, I can't remember his name, as a, um, a billionaire in Asia that invested $1 million, share, $1 million worth of shares really? into, into GameStop to prove a point. He's got a billion, so he, he has a million to oh, lose. Wow. Okay. He, he invested a million <laughs> dollars worth of shares. Imagine being like, yeah, a million's cheap change. Because like. he's like, he's with, he's with the retail investors principally. Oh my goodness. So there's that going on. For the likes of you and I that want to invest, the reason why it's been so aloof or I guess out of reach is that the means, the way to invest is often very um, elitist and it there's a, like, a lot of hoops that you have to jump through. Friction points. Fri- exactly, friction points. One of which is that you have to find a broker yeah. and then you have to pay that broker for every share that you invest. Yeah, so sometimes it's a flat fee like per annum per year. Yeah. Or other times it would be like kind a Kind of like paying a commission. And then that's, it. yeah, and that was like the big thing that was blocking people because it's like, obviously, you'd have to try and shop around to find which one would have the best deal. And it will look, it will usually be like, oh, if you're trading up to 7,500, these are our rates. If you're trading between 7,500 and one, it basically, it just, it, it just looks scary and then you think to yourself will i make enough to even cover those fees and exactly do, like, some of these fees are expensive yeah, too, like, like 250 pounds when you are yourself are only investing 200 pounds so imagine this is even before you've placed in a, a single trade and then you have to look at the features and all this and that like but then the whole if you have more money to burn then this this doesn't become a blocker for yeah. you you just see it as a necessary evil yeah. to get your stocks that you want and to build up your portfolio you just kind of like a mortgage broker like i don't want to deal with them but finding a house is yeah, going to be tough yeah exactly yeah so you jump through the i might hoops. as well right yeah. and then you have to pay the fees the administration fees all that kind of stuff but at least with mortgages it's like this one time yeah. necessary evil whereas with stocks it's supposed every to be this sort of lifetime investment <laughs> thing every time you want to do a trade this is what you have to do you have to go through this middle this middle person so the and we talked about this in the last episode the i guess onset of these retail investor apps or these technology-led yeah zero um, commission zero commission apps are d- very user-friendly and are designed to pull in the the everyman right so the likes of robin hood we talked about in our last episode trading 212 and free trade yeah. these are apps you can go on right now and you can using our code no. <laughs> um <laughs> The questions that have come up of, around all of this is when people like um, the community on Wall Street Bets decides to use apps like Robinhood to invest in GameStop and pump up the value of that stock so much, $326, right? During this week, Robinhood banned, as did Trading212 and other um, kind of, I don't know, what, you, what do we call them? Brokerages. They're brokerages. Uh, apps. So, yeah. Brokerage about apps. Um, Stop brokerages. Stopped people from being able to invest in GameStop and AMC and said, yeah, you're not allowed to. We're trying to protect you. 
because this stock seems to be very volatile right now, we're not allowing you to trade in the free market. <laughs> this is a beloved free in market. In the free market, <laughs> you're not allowed to trade. Okay, so well, no, it's not that you're allowed. To, you're you're not allowed to buy anymore. You you can sell. We're more than happy for you to cash out right, your position. But what but is trade? <laughs> it's absolute BS. They're they're in so much hot water because. If you can watch um, the the CEO of Robinhood versus not versus being interviewed by um, Chris Cuomo, mm-hmm. um, and he he absolutely tore him to shreds. But Chris Cuomo made one point that was amazing to me. He was saying like, look, if like he's he's worked in the financial world, so he's familiar with it. But he was making the point that if there was an issue with tr- with a specific stock and they felt like um, there was manipulation going on, the people to pull the plug. Is the um, is the uh, the oh my goodness like well, it's basically the Nasdaq the place where the stock is oh, being yeah. listed the stock exchange yeah the stock exchange are the ones to either put the like to put stop the trading yeah exactly on. or the SEC which is the regulating board body in the in US the UK. oh right yeah yeah they're the ones that so it's basically it's essentially it's basically, a decision that's who, above your pay grade right, it's not for you, you to be making who are that you decision to stop this yeah yeah. Also, as well, just another thing. So, um, free no, not free trade. Robinhood is in, is in the process of trying to basically do an IPO. So they want to be listed on the the stock on market. The market. Yeah. Here's the thing. So in order to get to the the market, they they have to go through like several rounds of investment. And who are the people that usually turn up to invest in them? On the private market, the hedge funds. Mm-hmm. So it's like they're trying to. They're basically they're in. They're trying to sidle up to the yeah. The, they're trying the to keep guy. them sweet, man. It's not. Yeah. So I, the whole process of like Robin Hood and these these apps banning people from trading in the free market was patronizing as hell, right? That's but the first. Then, and there's another part as well that's kind of even more worrying for Robin Hood in in particular. Um. So that so the way it happens is, so we the user buy a share through Robin Hood or Trading Two One Two or whatever they then go to what's called a clearinghouse. Mm-hmm. So the clearinghouse will then be the people that execute the trades for them. So they will go speak to the clearinghouse of the person that is selling. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in order to be able to do that, the clearinghouse has to ensure that um, Trading212 or um, Robin, Hood. Robin Hood has enough money to execute this. Mm-hmm. So then bear in mind, there's like thousands and thousands of trades that are happening. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, there's speculation around if robin hood has enough access to capital so enough access to like um lines of credit to be able to facilitate this mm. and that was one of the things that basically came up. they're they're playing with the big boys and they don't they, we they don't, don't know have they an, actually yeah, have what it takes exactly so now there's questions around do they have enough cash flow to be able to facilitate this like uh do they really have the money that they say they have and that's gonna come back to bite them in the butt when it comes to trying to raise money for their yeah. little ipo um, and then here in the UK, Trading Two One Two was basically saying that um, they were blocked from the their clearing house. That their clearing house didn't have the means to be able to facilitate their volume of trades. Oh, sure, that, I'm just, like, I'm just. No, but this is the thing. Like trading, ha- this is this is this is the name of the game. Yeah, we're all capable of doing our little job here. Like, <laughs> I I invest, you process it. You know, what I would have respected more. I would have respected them saying, look the orders are going to be delayed 
because we need it's, it's taking right. us so much time to get through no, this. It's just so well. Yeah, yeah, like fair enough. Like yeah, if it's gonna be delayed, okay. I, I might be. A, but to just outright say you nope, can't trade that, to. you're making too much money. Stop doing what we've and been doing all this time. And here's here's the kicker: the they didn't say that. What they said was the market is this stock is too volatile. We're trying to protect, and we're trying you. to protect protect you, as if retail investors don't have the cojones or the, or the <laughs> exactly. smart or even the smarts to like come to grips with i've put down 40 dollars remember that average price yeah <laughs> 40 dollars you're trying to protect me change for a lot of you're people. trying to protect me from 40 dollars it's it's unreal and it's clearly a farce like that's not the reason yeah. that's clearly not the reason and that's what's so patronizing about all of it so here we are yeah they they did that and and what they the reason they did that the real reason was because they wanted to discourage people from investing in GameStop. Yeah. If I force if I force your hand and I stop your ability to do it for one day, and I think they would have done it for two or three days if they didn't get so much backlash and lawsuits. Yeah. So they still got those lawsuits they have to. Process. But then they they try and come out with some sneaky stuff the following day that like, oh you can only buy one share or two. Yeah. Shares. They, like, then the next is... day like oh you were you're allowed to go play outside but you're only allowed to play with one friend instead of ten friends if you wanted to. Yeah. So that was patronizing too. But my the reason why they did this is to discourage people from jumping on the bandwagon because yeah. if you look at the chart it went down to 100 it came down from uh 360 at the time and then robin hood put in their block and then it died it dove it went all the way down to like 129 right which by the way is still considerably more than four dollars <laughs> okay so these hedge funds are still screwed so basically if you're a hedge remember, fund person going back to yeah. the shorting you're if you bought it at four you were hoping it was going to go down to three two or one yeah, okay you, it was a small margin okay <laughs> you didn't have much margin I don't know there many times that could do, okay I don't so even <laughs> even if it went up to five you were screwed okay yeah. so <laughs> you bought out four. What's what's one hundred and twenty nine divided by four? I need to. So see. you bought out four. <laughs> you had four options. <laughs> okay. Wait, so one hundred twenty nine. So bear you're in mind. still thirty two times. <laughs> <laughs> right. So it's it's still the hedge funds are still in a poor position at that point. But like you said, the strategy worked to some extent where yeah. people were selling and they were like, oh, like because they essentially the some of the hedge funds could have cut their losses at that point, like. Yeah, yeah, some of the, and oh, we didn't even mention, we did not even mention that the it wasn't just retail investors that were investing in this. Head, it was other hedge, Wall Street. Yeah, other hedge funds as it well. Because they're big rivals. That, that saw, because that, hedge funds are rivals. Yeah. And if they see that short is is on the downturn, they're like, I don't care. You could take I'll out your competition, over. essentially. I'll screw like, them over. <laughs> um, Robin Hood then turns the, the tap back on and says, okay, you're allowed one or two shares, you know, whatever. So then. I think I don't know if they've turned that off entirely where now you can invest however many you want no I think they're still limiting it they're still limiting yeah. it can I point out another injustice when it comes to retail versus um, institutions mm -hmm. and hedge funds and stuff so in the US markets um, they, we don't have this in the UK luckily and other European markets the times of the market being open is what it is like so mm -hmm. in the uk it's open from eight it shuts at 4 30. no but questions in the, it, yeah. yeah no questions asked it doesn't matter who you are but in the in the us they have this thing called pre um pre-market i don't know what time it's open for i think it's like four hours before the market actually opens 
and, and that's then, open to reserve people yeah exactly it depends on if your broker has access so there are some people and that again they will like use that as a like oh, you, a way to get ahead yeah, yeah they'll use that as a way to get ahead or if you want to partake in that then you'll probably have to pay like a premium to have access to those yeah pre-market so again, and post-market for the rich people yeah right. exactly so the there 1%. was like a lot of move so for example it shut um at 3 30 but then when the pre-market came in they tried to like push it down themselves but i think it only went down to like 350 no the post-market sorry it only went down to like 315 mm. so it's just like this and then also as well like hedge funds get to partake in private equity markets so for example all these hot companies that haven't even gone public yet so mm. f- so for example what's the sick company right now that's doing um ah uh, this is bad that i can't even think of <laughs> what's the service we use that's not private i mean that's not public you say monzo yeah so for yeah exactly yeah so if people wanted to invest in monzo monzo's not yet gone public. public yeah it's yeah. a private company they've probably got tons of venture capital and hedge funds that have in, have been able to invest in them and then also as well if you wanted access to those private markets usually you have to go to like a, a vc fund and like they get to write the rules of the game and like you're not allowed to take your money out until this point or do mm-hmm. you get what i'm saying it's not democratized so they they have so many leg up um, and then the whole high frequency trading so here we are human beings trading but then they've got tons of robots that are reading the different yeah, market they, movements. They've got entire teams of programmers yeah. that have created algorithms that create that can basically generate high frequency trade yeah. information. They or can execute they trades quicker. with with more <laughs> like they can basically grab as much context and information in a given minute or yeah. mi- or even in seconds. In, in seconds. seconds. They can gather all this stuff in milliseconds and then execute a trade that's most favorable. Yeah. So, so yeah, they have we're plenty against robots basically. They, they have plenty going for them. So that's why I take particular offense to this. Like the one time the Yeah, the one time that retail investors managed to come up with some kind of financial engineering to outsmart them, mm. they are now all of a sudden crying, saying that this should be stopped, that this we is market manipulation. Now the ninety nine percent are play, are playing <laughs> the game. You suddenly see that the game's rigged. Yeah. This is open to us. This is an option. This is no longer something that is reserved for the 1%. This is something we can all do. And in this one case, they a, a bunch of nerds <laughs> on <laughs> Reddit. Not just nerds, but they were like I'm normal saying, people as no, well. Normal, like, I'm just saying. Just, it's woken us up in that it's not... This isn't some elusive, you know, not, not for you, only for... A select few people yes yeah. the game's rigged in that way but it shouldn't be a deterrent to participate if you feel like it's something you should or could participate in the other thing it's woken people up to is just the idea of regulation because now people are saying oh we need to regulate is is what they did in, on reddit collectively organizing to to pump up the value of this stock is that illegal well that's what the hedge funds are asking. They're saying it's illegal. You need to regulate them, put them in jail. But when you were doing it, yeah, when it you was were going fine. to fancy dinners, like maybe eight of you sat around the table. When have you were enough. doing it, it was fine. <laughs> and then also when you were banking on the company's demise, that's technically legal too. But the other question too is that they're the fattest cats in the capitalist yeah. market, the fattest cats. Yeah. But now they want regulation in a free market. 
Yeah, it's pathetic. What, what's going on here? Like, what, what, are, you, what are you really asking for? I was also, are you asking for regulation? Or yeah. are you asking for regulation when it's not you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, it's, it's that classic thing of like capitali- capitalist capitalism for the poor, socialism for the rich. But yeah. it's like another thing as well that kind of like helped the stars to align or was a star that aligned was um, low interest rates. So people keeping their money in the yeah. bank is just not doing it for them at the moment. No. Like, what happens next, right? So if regulation comes, um, who's who's like really going to benefit? Like we said, the game's rigged. The companies in Wall Street in, I, during I the financial crisis asked for bailouts. Not a single person went to jail following the housing crisis and the yeah. um, 2008 crash. No, like no one went to jail. In fact, they got bailed out. They got helped. Yeah, so, I was gonna, yeah, and, and if you go through the the, the Reddit, um, the subreddit, or it's 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 worth a lot. There's some funny stuff on there, but there's some stories of people talking about. So they would have been the kids of the parents who lost their houses during the, yeah. the crash. Yeah, and like people have like been through hard times as a result of like economic and um, market can like like basically just the decisions that they made and the way that the banks messed up like the fallout they were the ones that took the brunt of it yeah and it's like now that we've, we've taken it even yeah. if we weren't made homeless by it we as a generation are have been squeezed yeah our generation doesn't take any form of like crap whatsoever like for example we will quickly boycott a company if they act up or yeah we, like i feel like we hold people and each More other accountable, accountable. We're, we trying, we're trying to make make good on how the previous generation yeah like we're just pissed like and I we're feel- pissed and i'm here for the memes i've already <laughs> said this but the memes on this whole situation totally go up i love it like the rocket emoji yeah. i'm all for it yeah, like this moon. is this is what we're about this is this is what we're here for i'm just loving it all. honestly i think it's going to continue the more and more that we like get economically empowered and like become like a strong constituent like i what we can't yeah. accept is that so then what they're going to try and do now is punish us so they're going to say you know i think they're yeah. going to try and pen us and say oh you know you're well you naughty naughty boys and girls you've been investing in a stock that was performing well how dare you um and our poor little hedge fund babies are are crying so you need <laughs> to you need to stop we need to regulate you or they'll um, put capital gains on us or something, or something like yeah. that and we need to fight it. We have to say no. And if this this whole free market thing is the reason why we can't find any, you know, financial freedom in yeah. our lives, because you're constantly bailing out the richest of the rich. Yeah, and, with the, and that guy's he did it the right way. He literally he looked at the fundamentals of the company. And he, don't try and say yeah. that what we did was illegal. Yeah, he just he you just saw it illegal. For, he saw it for what it finding was. loopholes. I, in terms of how this ends, by the way. Yeah. I, I feel I, I keep there's one threat that I'm a bit worried about um, <laughs> and it would be like irony if you're an evil like oh no I say evil it's like they're probably not but if you're a greedy hedge fund owner mm-hmm. like what's to stop one of them from shorting GameStop now at 450 and riding it down to, to do you get to 45 yeah I mean as long as shorting's still an option you're always gonna see it. Yeah, I'm not mad at that. I mean, I'm mad at the concept, but like, do you get what I'm saying? Because it's now a game. It, like, yeah. I don't know what I don't know what you're gonna tell them. 
But I think they've already. Pr- I think the people have done this have already proved their point. They've yeah. already won because they've already closed a hedge fund, and there's a couple more that are on the diamond spiral. Yeah, looking so, out for bankruptcies over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, and they'll exactly, and they'll be looking for bailouts from the government. They get bailouts yeah. when there's people going to food banks right now. It's, it's just it is it's a real it's an ethical question it is what it is and again yeah to... it really like I, the more and more i think about it, it is like you've created this situation the chicken has come home to roost by yeah. taking away like the basics by not taking care of people like yeah. you've allowed for this situation to occur yeah and now people have gotten a taste for this like po- so-called poetic justice yeah like who's to say what's going to come next yeah like, and, and the what, thing is too a lot of people like, are saying like i'm willing to lose every penny that i put in yeah. to prove a point petty like, like, <laughs> but it's true it's true because we've had enough it's like it's another situation another one another one another yeah. one i'm not happy that i just quoted dj Khaled, but i had to okay <laughs> It is what it is. I do think, though, um, me and my friend were talking, and we, we were saying that, yeah, this this particular battle might be coming to a close, but the war certainly is not. Hell no. Like, there's going to be different fighting fronts, and, yeah. like, it's just... And then there's going to be a lot of, like, like dodos that sort of think, oh, I'm going to... I'm going to invest in this company because I saw someone shorted it. Yeah, nah. Just because a company shorted it doesn't mean you should invest. Yeah. You need to be smart about where you're investing. I mean, right. I imagine... it. To some extent, they'll prove our point where there'll be a lot of dumb dumb investors that and they'll went, pump on, those went, on, as well. went on Reddit once and then decided to put their life yeah. savings. I'm not saying that that, that they'll, they'll become the poster child for the retail yeah, that's investor. A, yeah, they're going to vilify And that's going to be people. the problem. And it's worth saying that the media have done very little to actually give voices to the retail investor yeah they act clueless that oh these people are just at home and like they've had too much time and they've got so much money like oh no like that like i was watching i even felt really let down by the economist which is an 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 organization that who do you think they're writing for no but they're for you like they're an organization that like supposedly down the middle yeah and that like understands some of like the wealth inequalities and stuff and they've like produced really quality journalism but 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 they've done it with through the lens of victimhood that they think that those people are victims yeah oh yeah there's that too but and also as well it's like it basically i saw um a video that they produced about this specific on this exact topic and the way they were talking about retail investors, I was just like, you guys just don't get don't it. Don't get it. You haven't even done your research. You've, you're clearly the type that like probably spend all your time buttering up to hedge yeah, fund course, people to, to like what understand what's going on in but their like, world and from the their perspective. Even just the language that they use, they use, they say, oh, you know, um, sounds hundreds, two million people are members of the Wall Street Bets Reddit forum, yeah. and they conspired to take you know to pump up this and it's like no they didn't conspire it's not it's not conspiracy it's not mean-spirited it's not you know we have to look at the nuances of this that like we said that the retail investor is not a monolith yeah you know we're not all bad and we're not all conspiratorial we're and not also, well, i don't know sophia you see me watch bloomberg in the morning right and no, in the God, afternoon do i yeah. mate that bloody have music you ever seen, <laughs> sorry, have you ever seen me watch like basically i watch them and i've never seen a guest that is not from that world or from that bubble exactly it's like and that but they all of them are like oh what do we they're trying to get in the head of the retail yeah. investor but they haven't actually given a voice to it pass it, the mic pass like, the mic like, invite a retail investor onto your platform and ask them what what their motivation was yeah. 
it's it's like kind of speaking for you know anti-racism but not actually letting a black person speak, yeah, pretty, speak on yeah, it yeah that's a great analogy that's it's, that is but this is the common thing the people in power it's too uncomfortable for them to, oh my god uh, so sorry <laughs> But you know, one thing I do think that needs to happen as a result of this, like I think we've been saying on across different issues, yeah, across different issues, like we're saying, oh, there needs to be more like media organizations. I think there needs to be more finance media organizations as well now. So there needs to be like the retail investor equivalent of Bloomberg or CNBC. Do you get what I'm saying? Like one that's more that doesn't talk down or doesn't like talk within a snooty club type situation. Like it's just straight down the line like here's Pam from Montana and like because these are everyday people that are investing in the market and Pam's dollars mean uh, like mean as much as yeah exactly for we know Pam might be killing it getting like 400% returns like do you know what I'm saying sorry she might not it's not I don't know I know I know I know it's by the way to close should we close all of this stuff is going to be on the all the links to follow up reading is going to be in the description this whole like investing in stocks and stuff is not as it's it's complex but it's not as hard as you think mm-hmm. like it's not the whirly numbers that you just see on like i feel like how stocks and investing has been sold to us also puts it's designed to put us off it yeah of course like it's, it's by design i would look i look, obviously I would take a leaf out of my book on this one. This is the only advice I would be giving. Go into it slowly. Don't rush out the gate. Don't think that you're now going to like put down your life savings or whatever. I yeah. would just put down a small amount and then just use that small amount to learn. Like I'm really grateful that I've done it because now I've understood the fundamental side yeah, of the like game. Like we said, you put no more down like than 40 a month or something. Yeah, you were exactly. doing 10 I'll, pounds here, yeah, 10 exactly. pounds there. And it, it built up over time, don't get me wrong. Plus there was some small gains here and there. But... It's, it, I, I'm glad I did it that way rather than going in getting burnt because I think there's a statistics that a statistic that um, people that invest for the first time most of them stop investing by month free because they've lost so much money oh wow so you yeah so it's a huge part of it's like it's you basically try and give yourself a nice gentle introduction to it and you'll find that through osmosis through like hearing yeah. conversations through watching the charts through you also like, have to be committed to it um, at yeah. the beginning you have to be committed to learning about it because at the end of the day we have to accept we didn't learn this stuff in school yeah. in school and we don't when we don't belong to these sorts of circles circles yeah. so you have to put in the legwork to you know to get up to speed and it doesn't mean you can't participate but like you said tom to participate slow slow and yeah, steady slow for the first whilst year, you're learning like, just, and look, dude, the, the criteria before I close is, are there a bunch of companies you believe in? And do you have money that you're willing to commit to each month? Like, that's it. If the answer to those two questions is yes, then you can be an investor. Don't let these Wall Street types put you off, man. <laughs> All right, anywho, guys, On thanks for listening. Note. We're going to close and leave it here. And, Game stunks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Please don't buy it Love now at this price. It's too much, man. Love that for them. But yeah. No, that wasn't advice, but yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> so... I don't want to get sued. Okay. <laughs> we don't have that culture here. Okay, bye, anyway. guys. <laughs> See ya. Bye.